Welcome, 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 all of our rugby league fans from around the world. This is Rugby League in America. What's going on, everybody? This is episode 208 of Rugby League in America. I am your host, Dustin Zare, and the Dr. Watson to my Sherlock Holmes, Jim Powers, on the other line. What's going on, Jim? What's going on, man? I told you, man, every week I want to do something uh, you different. Did. You did. I like that one. I like Thank that you. one. I got a whole list of like dynamic <laughs> duos. It's like everybody's got their closer. You know, everybody's got a closer. Like until next, what was it? You know, uh, Price is Right. Don't forget to have your pet spade neutered. Neutered. Right. Yep, that was a cla- you know, classic. Classic quips uh, like that. But see, I think we open it up with stuff like that, and that's what gets people this, excited, right? There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah come for I'll, the rugby league, but you stay for the for the terrible jokes. I, I, I automatically am like the best looking guy to be Dr. Watson in all the, in all the, uh, you know, televised versions of that show. So I'm, I'm, well, I'm I don't I'm know. In the, but in the good. movies though, in the movies, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I'm, not, I think I'm, I'm still pretty up there. I'm still pretty up there. I'll give it to you. I think there's a Will Ferrell movie that they did, did that the same oh, thing. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. That. Oh yeah, no, that was awful. No, I saw that on a, I saw that on the plane. I saw that on the plane of San Francisco a couple of years ago, and it's not a good movie. Don't, Instantly don't fell that. asleep. So, oh man, yeah. Well, no, we're, not, don't do we're not here to talk about movies. We're here to talk about yeah. rugby league, rugby league, and the Americas. A great episode for you all today. Um, last time we had a great episode. We'll get to that here in kind of a little more of a recap than we had last time. Uh, we do have another great interview today. Very excited. Uh, Robert Bergen, who is kind of the, um, what did Carbs call him? Carbs called him the godfather of Latin rugby league, which yeah. I think is funny coming from the godfather of all of rugby league. So is it like you get nominated, like the only he's, the Don, like Don is, Carboni is, can only make the, a godfather below him? Is, like, I don't is know. He the, is he the underboss? I think so. I'm going to go that yes. What, is, that, is, that, <laughs> is that how that works? I'm trying to remember, trying to remember so from make? my New York area youth how, how, uh, how, how the, the mafia Genovese yeah, <laughs> family did things. Yeah. So what, does that, that what does that make us? Well, you know like, what? We're going to. I don't because, know. Yeah, no, yeah. They'll make us capos, I guess. This, capos, well, seeing, yeah. as this is a, seeing as both of us are Americans, we're going to call him the Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> make it a good. He's, Johnny, look, I'm from Massachusetts. Johnny Appleseed was from Massachusetts. Right. That's doing, we're gonna, great, doing great things all around the area. Planting trees. Plant trees. Said just planting rugby league organizations all over South America and and Central America. (laughs) We, you know, Johnny Appleseed planted apple trees all over the forests of America. He's down in the Amazon. This sea. This yeah. It's the same thing. Same thing. Trees. Trees. Well, Jim. Before yes. we get further into today's episode, I do oh need to let you know that our uh, our wonderful sponsor is back again this week to produce this episode. Uh, this Ooh. week's episode is brought to you by Wildcom CBD. Wildcom is a tincture oil that offers 2,000 milligrams of THC-free, for all those drug testers out there, uh, of C- THC-free CBD and a 30 milliliter bottle. So um, you actually get quite a bit more from what I understand. I've done some research on it and I have some myself. Um and CBD oil has been known to help with a variety of ailments like anxiety, mental health, and even muscle soreness for all of those mm. hard-hitting rugby athletes out there. Um, Indeed. And guess what? If you go to wild-com.com and use the code LEAGUE, and you can all spell, so LEAGUE2020, you get 20% off your first bottle and all proceeds will go to uh, helping develop youth rugby league in the States. Now, if you who are listening out there in the world, uh, especially here in the U.S., have a youth program 
or I'll tell you what, we'll even extend this because we're talking to all of Latin America. If people have purchased this and over the next, we'll call it month, um, want to buy some wild com, we will donate, uh, proceeds of the, well, whatever we get back from all the funds that come from Wildcom uh, to any rugby league uh, organization in all of Latin America as well, too. Doing youth. Hey, Got to be, be doing youth. Got to be doing youth, though. Got to be doing the youth, man. Got to have youth, youth programs. You know, you know who is doing youth, by the way, Jim? Oh, who, well, in Brazil. Let me know. My, my, my team, the hat <laughs> that I have right here, right next to me. Ah, uh, yes. Ratao. Ratao. Doing great stuff. That I, is I, a see, sick I see. I see. I see them on socials. By the way, they. they that is. I mean, that logo is just. That, like, that, that, that angel is wings. A, on, I don't know if it's angel wings on there, but I'm going to go with it because it just seems like it. But it's. Uh, it I don't reminds know. me. It reminds me of like the skateboarding hats from the 90s. Right. Like, it like does. Hook up, so that's what it, kid, kids. So are gonna, we're going to have to ask Robert cool. what the. Um, if Uritao is because I don't yeah, know if it's actually a location or if it's a name of like oh, an animal because it kind of looks like a it's a bird in there somehow but I don't know what bird it is I'm kind of excited to find out later so um anyway well, we wildcom.com Lee 20 go buy some if you buy some we're gonna for the next month or so we'll just send all that we can <laughs> I hope mm-hmm. you buy like 50 cases of it and then we can send it down there and help grow some stuff down in in the good uh good Latin American area where they're doing I mean, literally, there's so many different places down there that are doing good stuff for for rugby league. So really excited for that. Jim, my friend, last week or two weeks ago, uh, we released an episode. We did. That episode withdrew Slover. 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 You know, I I somewhat, this is like paradise. S-L-O-V. Apparently, Florida is like my kryptonite. I cannot pronounce or correctly say things that come from the state of florida i know i, I said stover like i just got it in my head for some reason and three times i know three times my apologies my apologies to mr slover for for he was very generous with his time and i messed up his name I, i'm i'm I know, taking man. responsibility don't tell any of my former i'm, I'm listening going Who's this Drew Stover we got on here? I don't know what's going on. I did. I said it once, and then I just. I didn't even. I wasn't even thinking about it. I wasn't even thinking about it. But anyway, that did not impact the quality of the interview. Didn't impact the quality of the interview. Um, we received lots and lots of messages, and you know, it, it, it was there was a lot of things said, and I and I I wish I could have been on to to ask questions too, because I, you know, I I asked poignant questions sometimes, and uh, but I do think that there were you know again some of the big takeaways that we talked about are really. You know, I, I kind of had I had I have to back up Garen Casey a bit, um, you know, from the women's team for the Red Tails when what he was doing because Drew said that there was not a great uh I forget what the exact wording was, but it was something along the lines of like they didn't like the direction they were going. I'm like, there was no team before and like Garen created yeah. the team and they're working on building it. And it's like they at least played in the past thousand days rather than men's yeah, team. That's the like, yeah, that's, the that's men's team. Of, the men's team not playing for i mean we're up we're almost to a thousand it's like 992 yeah. days or something like that now is really a, a well I, 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 I know billy and the guys that are working on stuff but the problem about it is that nothing is like they're just it's not happening right now they're not playing jamaica anymore they're supposed to play jamaica i think in september but that's not happening i've heard whispers that they will still be playing an international match in November, TBD. 
that's that's the yeah. that's the rumors and whispers episode right there. T- 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 <laughs> t- TBD meaning in Florida because yeah, it's, it's no not going to happen anywhere else, right? That's in November, November. Oh, God. In November. God, I, I, would, I would else. love to play that match in Boston in November. <laughs> See, we gotta you gotta start doing what U.S. soccer does. We play Mexico in Ohio. You know, we play Costa Rica. You know, you know, in cold places, Denver. So, Denver, you're right. In Denver, we got to, yeah, well, let's, let's play in New Hampshire. Let's right. Play. Okay. <laughs> let's get, yeah, let's Justin Tucker to, would appreciate that. He would. Let's, 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 let's get the, you know, let's start using our climate to our advantage because God knows we don't have, you know, we need the help. We don't even know what the team is. So, uh, anyway, so that was pretty big. Um, some other big takeaways. I mean, still trying to get in touch with to get a, a um, I would love to get some sort of official statement from, the NARL and from California Rugby League as it pertains to the the requirements at twenty five thousand dollars again, it's just uh, it's yeah. for me it just seems like with the requirements that they're asking for that the USARL is asking for to enter a professional competition or even just to have a team in are only based around it just seems like it's a lot of teams that they want and they're kind of got pick and choose who they want to have come in. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you don't meet X requirement. Or if you want to be a professional, you need $25,000, which is, again, I don't know what they're pulling that from. Honestly, I have no idea because I've tried to, I've tried to look I, around at other companies I mean, that do know, that, but it doesn't happen. It, when he said it was just a number that they kind of pulled out of the air, I, I, it really seems that way. It, yeah. It's doesn't make a lot of sense no but so, i mean we'll see we don't have well, a pro we, no nobody stepped up to be pro yet so we'll we'll see what happens yeah i mean in arrow we're talking to you like we um, just do something come on, come on guys you can do it just, do just something. something just something. something california where are you at come on tom uh, come i know on, you're guys. i know you're listening come um, on guys anyway so that's kind of what i'll say to that like yeah, there's a lot of other things that were said in there and it's a gr- great interview overall like i appreciate you know we called it behind the veil of the usarl and that was kind of it was true because no, we hadn't trying. actually talked about it you know no one has come on to talk about it in quite some time um but that was any, anything else you want to say on that jim i mean i think uh, number one i i do want to a apologize i did say true stover a bunch of times i'm sorry it's true stover <laughs> but i you know it, it was it was very it, it, he was very generous with his time. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's, that's, you gotta, you gotta give it up for that. I mean, he did spend way longer than, than I had originally anticipated. I really only asked for half an hour and he gave us way over an hour. Yeah. Uh, he didn't, he didn't. There's more time than I want to spend with you. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can only deal with me for an hour every two weeks. Poor know, right. <laughs> God, but, uh, horrible. But, uh, I mean, he, he definitely didn't dodge any questions, but, uh, it, it, the the answer and you know again he's not the only person he's not he's not the king it's not like he's making all these decisions himself yeah i know it's it's a board there it's a board i mean there certainly were some less than satisfying answers um if you're if you're if you're us um (laughs) but at least they were answers right i mean at least we have some idea now of the landscape which we did not have before i mean at least now we have a much better idea of what's going on what could happen what the general ground rules are and and yeah i don't i don't think that that it's a fair shake to say the women weren't going in the right direction because i actually played a game um and then it was and there wasn't really a lot of because i don't think they've they've gotten that far is well what are their plans for the women like what you know do they have a game lined up like things like that but um i think it's a lot lot of it is like that like what's lined up for next right yeah 
I mean, that, I mean, that goes for everybody. That's an open question for yeah. any rugby What's league. Next? Where right. do we if, go from here? Where do we go from here? What, what, if, you're, if you're any organization currently in the United States and Canada, um, we know what the Canadians are doing because they're going to the World Cup. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, women's, <laughs> women's, I mean, south of, you know, south of Ontario and Manitoba, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're still trying to figure it out. Well, I mean, I think if we look at the, if we look at rugby league right now in the U.S. as a business, right? Oh you, God! And you were the CEO. If you, if you look at it, if if you look at it like you, a business, your your you know your 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 lawyers are already crying. Well, there's <laughs> probably like your, your investors, not that there are investors, but your investors yeah, would be players I mean, and fans, but they'd be demanding complete yeah. overhaul. Yeah, I mean, heads would already have, if this was a business, heads, Which is heads happening. would have already Kind of, sort of. But yeah. Sort of, kind of, sort of. Kind of, yeah, so anyway. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Well, that's enough on that. We'll come, we'll, I'm sure we'll come back to it a lot because I'm sure we'll get more information and we'll, we'll talk again. And again, really appreciate Drew coming on. This nothing was, yeah, to absolutely. This, absolutely. That was really just terrific a lot that to he unpack. came on. And yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's, it was a big, it was not the Cliff Notes. That was no, that yeah, was not right. the Cliff Notes. You, did, you didn't get the shortened version. So, um, but big stuff happened last weekend when we were off. Um, mm-hmm. The RLBC wrapped up with the grand final and the back-to-back champions, Point Grey Thunder. Point Grey Thunder, which I think, yeah. I mean, you know, I know we haven't. Uh, they took on your Warriors, made. man. They did, and they won. It's ridiculous. They, the, they, week, they, the week before, they took on the Warriors, put a little hurting on, uh, on my Valley Vipers. Um, they, so that was repeated. a little rough. Yeah. I, 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 took, I mean, at, at this point, Point, point Grey is probably the best club team in the United States and Canada. I mean, I, I think they've got a pretty good argument for that to be true. Yeah. They, I mean, so they, far. Yeah, back-to-back champions. So uh, you know, who, we're going to find out who the best U.S. ARL team is this coming weekend actually as we record this on the uh on the 5th of August uh tomorrow the 6th of August will be the US ARL grand final yep Tampa Bay will travel to Jacksonville to play the back is the same as last year the US it was last year was the US South final and they played the North South game uh this year it is just the championship because there's no North there is no north. There, the north, the <laughs> north doesn't exist. I mean, it's there, but you know. It, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's really it's the Florida State Championship. This is the Florida State Florida <laughs> State nice. Varsity Florida State Varsity Championship. There you go of rugby league. Uh, oh, what else is going on this weekend? This oh, this weekend is also uh, originally the New very York, interesting. Yeah. The New York Freedom was supposed to go up and play Boston. That was and what I heard. They canceled their trip, unfortunately, uh, so they, they will not be playing in Boston. But, Jim, I this know. cancellation has resulted in the it, resurrection so of Oneida I, FC? I, I feel like I manifested this by saying two episodes ago, who's going to bring back my Oneida FC? <laughs> Who would have thought and, it was going to be the cancellation of the New York Freedom playing Boston? <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I wonder, like, did they, ha- does someone have jerseys? Or is there an attic somewhere in Revere or Everett that somebody had? Somebody's got <laughs> all the kits left over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so, somebody, you know, so, and some, oh, they're horrible. Oh, they made God, it I can't cotton. imagine. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> some of it, somebody in Somerville, Massachusetts, somebody in, uh, somebody in Woburn. It's going to be the, had, it's like three quarter length sleeves. Who, who would have even made it? Like, is old it school, old school kits? Reebok. It's like a. Re, it's like it's, a, it's like a Reebok like hockey jersey. They're all like medium size. No, they were they were actual they were actual regular jerseys. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's 
that's apparently what's going to happen. They're going to play. Uh, they're going to. They're going to uh, because New York Freedom canceled and and uh, they traveled last time, so they can't keep asking the players to travel because again, there is there is no official competition up here in 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 the, in the northeast. Northeast in, in the northeast. Uh, they're they're going to play a uh, at the at the Irish a friendly a friendly a, you gonna a, go? a an inter squad scrimmage. I'm I'm going to try to go. I'm going to try. Nice. So twelve thirty. I got a. We're, we're, gonna put, we're gonna put Jim live live on the scene. Yeah, I I got a couple of things going on. I'm trying to move around, but uh, we'll, are, they, we'll, are they convincing you to do we'll the live see. stream? Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> is there gonna be is there gonna be a live stream? Is is the very if, you're, if you're there, there better be. Oh, if I if I can make it, then then I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna open up like a I'll I'll just stream yeah on my phone. I'll just get my crappy <laughs> Gal- Samsung Galaxy phone and there you go. You'll 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 at least have a the, the it'll, audio. It'll be the same be as everybody else. It'll be the same as everybody else. Hey, it'll be better than you know. You, you, everybody will get to hear the things I yelled at them uh, twelve years ago, <laughs> 13, thirteen years ago. That guy's offside. That's a penalty. You know, yeah, I'm sure they'll love that. So. Oh, I'm sure they will. Well, th- those are the big things that yes. were that, that are happening around uh, the Americas. Big news. Um, I think what we should do now is go to a place where there is a lot of competition. Um, and we are going to take a short break and we're going to come back with, uh, what did you call him, Jim? I, I, is a godfather of Latin American rugby, the, uh, Johnny, Johnny Appleseed, the Johnny Appleseed uh, of <laughs> South American rugby. <laughs> so we'll be back right after the break with Robert Bergen. Stay tuned. We are back, and, and we are excited. Um, you know, last week, I say last week because it's like the last time. Last time we were together, uh, Jim, Jim got to do a solo interview, but now we get I to uh, do a little tag team interview. Um, like to welcome onto the podcast, he is the uh, Jim self-proclaimed Johnny Appleseed of Latin American <laughs> rugby, uh, the godfather of uh, a Latin rugby league. Um, and, and if and if you haven't listened to it, you can actually go back and listen to him on episode forty-three of the chasing kangaroos podcast and he, he gives you you know it's an hour with carbs and you know that's 43 so i was like 2019 i think it was and he even hosted an episode catching everybody up on all the things going on and i mm. think that was like episode 30 not maybe it's 40 i don't know i have to go back and look i was i it was in the it was early early on Early in the days of chasing kangaroos, he was on there. We listened to him, uh, so we'd like to welcome to the podcast, Mr. Robert Bergen. Robert, what's going on, man? And that's the first time I've been referred to as Johnny Appleseed. That's brilliant, unique. <laughs> so, so now you're going to hey. now you're going to use that. So. Now you got to use it. Now, yeah, you listen. I'm from I, I'm from Massachusetts. I, you, I, I allow you. I, I, I impart that upon you. That's that's you're 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 the Johnny Appleseed <laughs> of Latin American rugby league. <laughs> So, Robert, you know, you for those that don't know who you are, uh, who haven't heard you, you know, on, on the podcast with carbs or have just don't know what's going on. Uh, obviously, uh, your accent is not Brazilian, um, mm. but I can't wait to hear your Brazilian uh, Portuguese here uh, at some point in this episode. Um, but, you know, rather than doing a 45 minute episode of your background, if you want to give us the, uh, the you can give us the cliff notes, as, as Jim and I talked about earlier, if you want to talk about uh, who you are and then, you know, I'd love to know like, how you got involved in all Latin American rugby league. 
Okay, I'll do the the rapid version. So um, (laughs) when I was a kid, moved to a different school and I was probably getting in more fights than I had friends at that time. Being a a ginger kid with with anger issues, moving to a new school, you can imagine how that kind of went down. And then the only kid that really warmed to me and invited me over was an Argentinian guy. Um, And this just happened to be when the Argentina won the FIFA World Cup. Um, And I love the just the the celebration of all the Latino countries like Brazil, Colombia, Mexico all played in that as well. And I, I just became enamored with this flair. So yeah. from a very young age, like, I, and still to this day, which is quite funny with my now Brazilian wife, but I support Argentina in football. So, and I always have, I've supported them over Australia. Now I support them over Brazil. So it's, it's, um, oh, man. Okay. Yo, wow. Okay. You're a braver man than I am. Hit job out on now? Especially, yeah. Oh, okay. So wait a minute. Hold on. You've got a Brazilian wife. You support Argentina. How does that work out? How are you still alive? Yeah. That's, that's, you you have a well worn couch, is what you're telling us. (laughs) Many words are said in jest. So many truth (laughs) words. I bet. Um, That's funny. So anyway, uh, always just had a passion for Latin America, basically. And um, whenever I played like games on video games with my friends, I would always choose a Latin American team, et cetera, et cetera. When I started to backpack, like after I, you know, I just plowed myself into my career. Then after like eight, 10 years, I took a career break and just decided I was going to go backpacking for a couple of years. And I spent a lot of that time throughout Latin America, you know, all the way from from Mexico down to Argentina and Chile. Um, and I love the place. When I went back to Australia, I was like, what am I going to do to keep involved with the culture here? And the thing that I'd worked on through all my life and played all my life was rugby league. So combined the two and made this kind of childhood idea of why don't Latinos play rugby league kind of just come re- become reality. Um, and then the plan was not initially to align myself solely with, with Brazil, you know, I've kind of taken an interest in all the nations along the way, but it's just worked out the way that Brazil made a world cup first. They approached me to say, Hey, would you be a member of the staff? I would, I was honored to take that role. And obviously with a Brazilian wife, it's easy for me to come back here and spend quite a bit of time here. So yeah. it's all, it's all worked out. Right. Yeah. Cause you, cause you've been involved with, you, I mean, you started off with other organizations too, like you, like helping get them off the ground and started and just organizing things as well. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. So like strange little fact is I've, I've played an international nines game for El Salvador as a guest and I played an <laughs> international nines game as Chile for a guest. So, um, <laughs> there cannot be too many people who have ever done that. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta that's, be that's, like the only, gotta be, be the only person to do that. Yeah. That's gotta be the only one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the white Australian guy. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Makes sense. Well, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, there's a passion behind that, that you have obviously. Um, and again, like, you know, like you said, you're in Brazil right now at a, at a golden time, right? You know, we talk about it on the podcasts, you know, since Jim and I taken over, we too have found interest in like what's going on down in Brazil and the excitement that's down there. And, you know, the domestic competition, both men's and women's, the, the men's national team, the women's national team, you know, all the, you know, the, um, oh, there's the, is it the Latin American nation? Was it Colombia and Chile and Brazil playing? Is it? in november 
Yeah, the here? South American Championships. Yeah, yeah, South American Championships. Yeah. So you yeah. got all all these great things are going on, and like the structure, and it's not just it's you, but it's also everybody who's involved down there. You yeah. Know, what what is it about? this about the Brazilians right now that's showing so much passion towards rugby league that, you know, <laughs> that Americans can look at and say, Hey, that's what we should be doing down there. Like, you know. Yeah. It's hard to put a finger on it. Um, but I've got to say it is probably the most fulfilling thing I've been involved with in rugby league. Like I go to so many sessions here with kids or to new communities and people are just so thankful and excited and they come back next time. You know, it's like ultra reward- rewarding to be a part of, um, you know, I've taken this year, I've taken probably 70 to 80% off my usual salary to, to, to do the warm up to this world cup. Um, and to do that, it has to be worth it. And right at the moment, I feel like it is, you know, like what I'm getting back from this experience is immense. You know, it's, um, you know, it's something in life that money can't buy. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that's really, that's really fantastic, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those things you say. I go, wow, I'm kind of jealous. That's really that's yeah, that's really just awesome. looking up flights now. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. okay, so oh, how do you get to Sao Paulo? <laughs> you would never between between the between the beaches, the beer, the soccer, and now rugby league. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't get me out of there. You, I, I would have to be. You'd have to airlift me out of there. <laughs> So, so let, let's talk about some of this. Um, I want to talk a little bit about domestic competition and the teams and kind of what you're seeing down there, right? So yeah. we've got men, men's and women's. You've got a first, uh, basically a, a tier one and a tier, and tier two for both. Uh, three yeah. teams in each in each tier for both men's and women's, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, what we're kind of facing at the moment is a bit of growing pain. So last year we had eight women's teams, seven men's team with another team that was kind of floating in and out. Um, but what we found was that the difference between the top three and the bottom three or bottom four in both those competitions was getting pretty dramatic, like with 50 nil sort of kind of score yeah. lines once you got outside that. So those teams like in Brazil, the minimum, well, this week or next weekend, sorry, um, by the time this is released, it'll be next week. But there's a game between Urutau and Maringá happening and that's classified as a local derby because they're both in Paraná State. It's still eight hours to drive between. Right. It's, like, it's, it's yeah. so yeah. far away. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, to, to, to travel at minimum eight hours, some teams are traveling 32 hours for a game to wow. then possibly get Jeez. beaten 50 nil. Like that's, that's an issue. Yeah. So we've still got the interest, but we need to find a way to develop the sport either in pockets or in divisions, which I guess is what happened in the other bigger nations as well. You know, like, Australia, right. not every team, not every team that picks up a rugby league ball can go to first division straight away. You know, you've got yeah. to, you've got to play at your level. So that's, I think, I think that's it's, what we're going through. You're, and you're talking about the size of the country that people forget that Brazil's a big so it's country. It would just, you know, some of those things would be like if Florida went and had to play against San Diego, you know, in yeah. California, like end of a match, like the, you, you, take, you have to take a flight, right? Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah which not everybody can do because it that involves money. And, you know, as everybody knows, there's no money in rugby league. <laughs> doesn't matter where you are. Unless, you're, where you are. unless, uh, unless you're in the NRL, there, there does well, not seem yeah, to be. That's, that's different. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, uh, I mean, obviously we've got things going on for that competition. Um, it, it, do, were the, I say, were the clubs that were at the, like the, the second tier clubs, were they comfortable saying, yeah, let's, let's split it up a little bit and, and have that separation? Yeah. I think they're the ones that were driving for it more than anything. Yeah. Um, we probably would have 
had another just one tier competition this year if they'd agreed to go around, but they, you know, they put their hand up and say, hey, it's, it's uh, not much fun traveling this yeah. far and, and getting destroyed. So, and yeah. you know, to, to put this in a little bit of perspective too, last year, Sao Paulo was unbeaten in every form of the game. So they, they've dominated really this year. It's become more even, like it's, yeah. it's a lot more even. That's good. So last year when teams were kind of getting to the end of the season and Sao Paulo is a very physical team too, they're probably taking a beating and thinking, do I really want to line up for this, you know, a couple yeah, of times right. a year? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the men's side. I mean, with, yeah. with my team, Uratau. Also, where's the Uratau women's side? Can we talk about that? Where, yeah, yeah. Like, let's, let's make this happen. I can see yeah. it. I know you guys have. <laughs> Uratau women's is actually one of those teams I was talking about that they, so their men's team's been quite successful over a long period yeah. of time. The, the women's team is, has not so much. So yeah. um, they finished, I think, second last last year in the women's okay. team. So um, okay. Yeah. So, gotcha. so they dropped out at the end of last year and then probably three or four of their better players then went and joined other teams. So a couple went to join Sao Paulo and a couple went to Maranga. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So it, women's side, obviously, um, a lot of great things going on over there. Like I, I love that like, on the socials, like the scores are posted all the time. You have updates on the league. Yeah, you know, no, that's for, really for, awesome. On, on the men's side, what's what's exciting is by for those that don't know, I'll, we'll go back to come back to the women's. But on the on the men's side, uh, currently the board, the top, the table is tied for for lead with Oratau and Sao Paulo, but or I guess Oratau has a game in hands, which is the one coming up against. Uh, who are they playing? Would you say they're playing the next when this comes Martin out? Martin Gar. That's played, right. What's really good about this is that they play Martin Gar, and even if they win that, like they play Sao Paulo in the last round. So it'll be pretty much whoever wins that very last game of the year is going to take out the title. And oh, cool wow. aspect to that, so, I get okay, to so, really. <laughs> Oh, there you go. That's yeah, fun. So, yeah. so they don't do like a grand final, like a final. Okay, it's just a, a table. First past yeah, the post. It's going to do the table. Yep. Okay. I mean, it, it makes sense with, yeah. So basically we need to be sticking around in what, probably about three or four weeks for that, for that match. Yep. Mm-hmm. So three or four weeks. Uh, yeah. Jim, we can, we can see if they can live stream it. We can do some American play by play. That would be awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I like where your Twitch. head is at. I like where your head is at. I'm just thinking out loud. So That's yeah. the way you, to do you it. have a Brazilian commentary and English commentary. Hey, hey yes, see, it's, it's, you know, both. To answer your question from, from before Dustin too, about the, the, the wings on the hat. So Uratel yeah. is actually, it's a native, like indigenous word for an owl. Um, oh, and it's a distinctive, it's a particular type of owl that has a scream like, um, like a baby crying. And it's, and what's, that, what's that sound like, Robert? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we almost got him to do it. We almost got him to do it. Um, okay. it's, yeah, it's quite, quite an odd animal and it, it has eyes that kind of like bulge out as well. People say it's like one of the strangest animals on earth. Oh, now I gotta go so find if you get a chance to like YouTube it later on. So, so Uratau is the name of the owl? Yeah, it's That's... the name of the owl. So they actually play in a city called San Jose dos Pinais, um, which is right next to Curitiba, which is a very okay. big city in Brazil. Yeah, I know that yeah. 
yeah, yeah, definitely know that one. So, okay, well, cool. Well, I'm oh, looking forward to the men, men's competition. So let's let's go to the women's competition. Um, obviously, there has been uh, we we we've covered the women's competition, and the women's game for me is like super exciting right now. Like, there's I don't know. Because, well, you know, because with all the stuff going on with the Women's World Cup, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, but I think you've got what? Uh, Meninga and you've got Rhinos. Yep. And then and uh, oh, the third team, Melina. I just forgot. Melina, that's right. So yeah, yeah. God, I, that's terrible that I'm not doing my homework and I forget the third team, even though it's right here <laughs> on my screen. So, <laughs> so talk to me a bit about at least the, you know, the women's competition growing so much, um, you know, are, are a lot of these women who are, cause I know you're doing a lot with, um, uh, camps, combines, however you want to call it for the national team, but yeah. are these matches that are being played, uh, in, in the, in the feminino side of the competition, are these, you know, keying up for potential world cup, you know, uh, roster spots? Yeah, definitely. Um, and we've just come off to female camps. So, you know, this week is, is one week after we just finished our camp in Molina. Um, we spent seven days up there train every day. And before that we had seven days in Marangar. Um, so back to back intensive, um, weeks. And we also had like quite a number of simulation games in there. So both camps started with full tackle and tackle games, which gave us a good idea of where we were positioned. Um, and they were quite close. And then, um, we played like tag games against men's teams during the week so that, um, we could, just ramp up the speed and ramp up a bit of the timing aspect as well. Uh, and we felt that that worked quite well. We saw a big improvement from the very first game of the first camp up until the last game of the last camp. And to, to give some perspective on that, when we went to Molina, the women's team up there beat the men's team in the tag game. We had like 5-2, which, um, you know, the, their men's team's really fast team and it's a really young side. So there's no kind of, um, you know, there's no shame in that. There's a really good result. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good way to. That's a good way of mixing it up. I mean, they've you, you know you don't have a huge huge player base, but you can play tag anyway, and mm. then that's you know you can get them out there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. With, with the women's competition, where are we sitting at as far as the uh, you know how many weeks left are in in the comp for that? Yeah, so I could give you a bit of a scoop on that one. Um, oh, so we, hey. yeah, yes. We, um, Yes, and maybe no, <laughs> no, but um, oh. <laughs> so no, we've been forced to to take a bit of um, disciplinary action against the Victoria Rhinos Club. Um, every uh, game this year, they um, at least had threatened to cancel at some stage, which had put just uh, plans for everything. Yeah, um, that's tough. Uh, you know, kind of up in the air. So yeah. when it became time for the first camp, they were actually supposed to play um, Molina for the grand final at the start of yeah. that camp. Yeah. And they spent a couple of days saying that they wouldn't be able to commit to fulfill that game. Um, and Molina was paying a huge amount of money to send people down for that game. Um, we had all the accommodation, et cetera, to sort. So we said basically to Victoria, you know, if you don't, if you can't give us a firm commitment to this game, we're awarding the championship to Molina because they'd been undefeated for the season. They travel for every game. So that's where we sit. Yeah. Um, and looks like we'll, Victoria will kind of dissolve for next year and we'll form a different team out of that because there were uh, some, some issues there with the, the admin side. So well, that's growing pains that's hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> growing pains are growing pains. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's unfortunate, year, like, but you didn't want to do it in a world cup year, but we, yeah. you know, it'd been a a sequence of games and we were put in a position where we had to make a call. 
Right. So when you're talking, obviously at the beginning, you're talking about involvement with, with Brazil rugby. I mean, you're not only involved with the the national teams for for the men's and women's, but Jimmy, you're in the domestic competition as well. From my understanding, is that is that right? Like, what's what's your official role within? I guess what what is your official role within Brazil's rugby league? Yeah, so my Ever, role, everything? <laughs> no, no, more just general manager of of women's football. So. Like with men's rugby league here, I don't really have an official role anymore. So I helped with the games that have been played in Australia, but uh, here I'm not a selector. I'm I'm not a coach for the men at all. I just put my hand up to referee and go run training sessions when people need them. So I'm not a board member or anything like that, um, which is kind of sits well with me. You know, like I'm I'm happy to stay out of that side of things. I just right. I do the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. we always see a lot of, you know, with people we see you know australians and english involved in different board positions around around all different competitions um what's kind of the involvement of the uh, of local brazilians in in each one of these in the in the men's women's the domestic competition national teams things like that how are, how are they getting involved yeah the way that the boards have to work here for the the ministry of sports is it has to be all brazilians that are that are oh. on your board so that's the way that ours is is founded i think at the moment we're looking at processes to get us through to um, full membership of the International Rugby League. So as you guys probably know, there's three tiers to membership, full membership being the top one. And, you know, Hugo, who's our chief executive officer, he has high ambitions of being the first team from Latin America to become a full member. So he's working yeah. through some, you know, constitutional reforms that will allow different people from different clubs to be on the board and just make it more... Um, you know, more long lasting and, and have more voices that are, that are part of it. And, and that's hard because you all come into it as passionate individuals who might not necessarily know a lot about governance and board structures, et cetera. You, you learn yeah. that as you go. You, you love the sport. You learn about the rules later. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's, I think that goes for a lot of people. Mm. Uh, that's funny. Um, well, so if we've got that, so let's, you, you, you talked about, you know, you were handling stuff in, in Australia, you guys just had a big match uh, not too long ago, about a month or so ago now, if I remember correctly. Um, month or so? I don't even know what day it is anymore. Not two months ago. Month and a half, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, two months, half, yeah. yeah. It would be, yeah. Two months. Today. About two months now. Yeah, it's coming actually, up on today. Two, yeah. It's August. Yeah. Like, somehow. Um, but, you, I mean, you guys you guys played, um, Brazil played the match uh, against South Africa. Uh, but I think one of the biggest takeaways for me on that was you guys actually had five domestic players go play, you know, for the for the Brazilian team against South Africa. Yeah, it actually ended up being six. Um, oh, we, six, okay. Yeah, yeah, we, we brought over six. And then there was also um, Renato who flew over from France. So he's, you know, Brazilian born, been living in France. Um, came over and played in that as well. So all up, we paid for seven guys to fly around the world to to come and be part to of that game. Really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What, what, what was that like? I mean, let's talk a little bit about leading up to that game for for these guys. You know, obviously that there's a whole lot of well, there's a whole lot of new experiences for them. You know, if they ever traveled out of the country for the first part, uh, you know, first time in their lives, versus hey, you're going to go train and play rugby league in Australia and go to training with local clubs and stuff. What was that like for for these five, six guys or six, seven guys technically? Now that you said that, yeah, I mean, you have to put it into to context. Like these guys saved like six months worth of of their salary to afford the plane tickets over. Like, um, 
we I helped them with some things, but then they contributed like a lot to their costs. So they all of them probably saved for six months to get here. They ran raffles. Their families and friends supported them the whole way. So this was a big thing for their community. And then um, we had – so there was a Latino origin game two weeks before the Brazil versus South Africa game, and we used that as a bit of a warm-up. So the guys came over and played that first, and then they okay. went and played um, against South Africa. And one of the guys um, – who'd saved for half a year, he tore his hamstring on the last training session before that game. Oh. And um, like, mate, he cried for like, oh, I'd say three days on and off. That's oh. how much this meant to him. Like he'd flown around the world. His dream is to play rugby league in Australia. Yeah. And tears his hamstring before the game happens. So that's, you know. That's brutal. It's a gut-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. That's brutal. So yeah, how were... These guys that that went over, how, how did they? How were they selected? Was it just kind of like were drawn out of a hat, or they, are they considered the top players in the domestic competition, or was it just a, hey, we want to get people experience, we don't care, like you know, get the, yeah, you have to be at a certain athletic level and you got to be you know somewhat skilled, but mm. were they? Yeah, how did they make their way over? Like as far they get selected in the first part to go over to you know after six months of saving up for everything and running raffles, like you said, yeah. Well, I guess that is one part of the commitment. Like we needed people that were going to to come no matter what. So we needed people, you know, as much as we chose players that were good players, we needed people who were going to stick with the plan to come over. We needed mm-hmm. people who were going to qualify for visas. We needed people who could get time off from work. So, you know, it's some people were going to look at it and say, hey, they're not the best six players in Brazil, but there were a lot of factors that went into it. We also took right. into account who were going to be six really good ambassadors. So we put we brought guys who were leaders of their clubs who'd done sustained work for a rugby league who were still among the best players in their club. And then in, in the case of Octavio who came over, who's just turned 18 and he's playing for the Noosa Pirates in Australia. Now we kind of yeah. choose the best kid out of the under 17 competition that we had last year. So he was, he was like averaging 40 tackles a game as a hooker in, in a oh, under 17 comp. We thought, Hey, let's bring him over and, and, and give him some encouragement. So the other kids in that comp, see that there's a there's a pathway there yeah mm. yeah so i i guess with with that as for like otavio like was he did he get selected to go play with Nusa after the matches or was it after all the training and stuff that was happening or or before we kind of teed that up so we knew he was coming over and uh then you know he'd be able to go around and, and play with the with the club yeah oh that's fantastic uh Man, that's that's kind of fun. So, I guess what were your what were your big takeaways from this? I mean, obviously the game didn't go in Brazil's favor, as we, we t- talked about previously. Yeah. Um, but what what were your big what your big takeaways? Yeah, I mean, and that's something that we shouldn't run away from is that South Africa really good team, and if we want to go to that um, if we want to go to that level, we've got to step up. So, um, it, there's there are sort of some commitment, especially with the Australian-based guys who people might expect, you know, they're going to be the, the ones who shine the torch. We we need to have some better commitment and some better focus from those guys in leading the, the team forward. And I think that showed um, there were a couple of things we raised with the playing group before that that we felt were not satisfactory in the way that they prepared for the game. Um, yes. And hopefully that comes as a lesson, you know. Sometimes you've got to take a beating to, to work your way back up because – before that, you know, we had a sort of like 40 to 8 loss against Philippines. They're a good team as well. But prior to that, we'd done really well in the couple of years. And I think that had masked 
over some some of the things that we were getting away with. Like we beat um, Uruguay was I think it was sixty nil, and when mm. we did that, there were some guys who'd been to like two training sessions, didn't respond to messages, that type of thing. So uh, you can't sustain yourself mm. on that. Like that's a fool's paradise if you try and run with that yeah. for a long period of time. And and the guys kind of needed a slap in the face, you know, to realize that. Mm. Yeah. Tough so that, that's, that's that side of it. The other side of it, the positive side is, you know, the guys that came over were, were fantastic ambassadors. Um, I think we're going to see probably all of them come to, back to Australia at some stage. They loved it. We'll see others that want to take the same journey as them. Um, a really pleasing thing was Felipe, who I just spoke about that tore his hamstring before the first game. You know, he was immensely upset, a guy we've all got a lot of time for. He stuck around, and then in the very last weekend he was in Australia, his plane got cancelled and he couldn't fly out. So he said to me, hey, Rob, do you reckon I can play for Noosa Pirates this weekend? And I said, oh, you know, it's a big risk. You're going to fly out Monday. Like, do you really want to be doing a, you know, a 24-hour trip, 30-hour trip straight after a game of rugby league? He said, yeah, sure, I want to play. And he actually played, and he got men of the match in that game. Like, he played out of his skin. Nice. So That's for the amazing. guys who are now in Noosa, like they're kind of talking to me saying, hey, anytime these guys want to come over, they're welcome. And that's that's a huge thing. Now having won the trust of the, the Aussies, like, yeah, it's half the battle. Well, so, and, and that's that's kind of the questions that I was thinking about as you are talking about it. Um, you know, it really just comes down to these guys that are playing over there would not, you know, in Brazil, like the competition, it's not on the national stage. It's not, it's not the national sport, right? Like mm. We all know what the national sport of Brazil is. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> um, think everybody knows what that is. Ping pong. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, these guys, yeah, but they, they now have the opportunity to potentially go, you know, say, Hey, you know, we want them to come over and play or they move to Australia and end up playing full time and potentially working their way up to uh, who knows, you know, first division and even, you know, long term pipe, you know, long term dream uh, down the pipe, you know, playing in the NRL. Uh, you know, that, that that's got to be like the, the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. Um, I, and I think we've probably got a really like a totally realistic example in front of us with the women. I think there's yeah. a number of women in our World Cup squad that could at least play um, BHP Cup in Australia or BMD Cup, the second tier, I think they could go into that and play quite well. And I think within two years, we could have someone in NRLW. And the opportunity for them is immense because, you know, in our pool, we're playing against England, then PNG, then Canada. And the coach of PNG, which is going to be a crunch match, let's face it, the second game of the tournament, um, the coach of that is Ben Jeffries, who's coached the new North Queensland NRLW franchise. And he needs to find, you know, 20-something girls that are going to play awesome for his team. So yeah. what, a, what a platform to do that on, you know, probably a game that's going to decide our fortunes in the World Cup and could get these girls an NRLW contract. So um, that's, fantastic. that's going to be a huge That is fantastic. Yeah. That's well, amazing. It's it's like he knew I was segueing because that's the, ne- that's the <laughs> next thing. <That's laughs> I want to talk about World Cup. Man, you did not prep I, I, him with this, by the way. That just happened on its own. He did it on his own. So, um, first question: I've seen it twice. Amazonas or Caracas? Like Amazonas is the men's team. Caracas is the okay. women. No, That's sorry, cool. Amazonas is the women's cool. team. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. But I see, I see it in the half. I was like, but we're talking about the women's World Cup. It's the Amazonas. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that so. 
big tip big is is the word that i would say you guys go into the world cup uh, technically you are the lowest ranked team in the world cup but it doesn't really matter you're playing in the world cup for the first time ever first team from latin america to play. like how exciting is that what is the anticipation what is the build-up like uh what is the mindset of these these great women who are getting ready to represent their country with, with so much pride in england you know and just in what do we got november 1st so we're you know three months away yep <laughs> it's, it's going to be a huge journey for them because a, a lot of the girls have not traveled outside of the country before like mm-hmm. probably going to have faced their first sub 10 degrees temperatures of their life <laughs> um, yeah, i was going to say that's going to be <laughs> the environment is going to be a completely different change for them yeah, yeah right yeah <laughs> so oh, yeah I, I think that aspect to it's huge and they probably still don't, even though we watch games over here, we show them how big rugby league is in the rest of the world. I still don't think it fully hits home to them, like how permeating it is in like Anglo culture. Um, yeah. And until they set foot there and there's talk of Headingley Stadium being 20,000 people for that opening game against England, yeah. until we're you know, in the change rooms warming up to go out for that, I don't think any of us have got an idea of how sort of how big it's going to be. Immense this right. is, yeah, yeah. Because it's okay. So if, if not to like compare and put anything down for the women's competition in Brazil, but how many on average, how many fans do you think they have at a women's match in? For, yeah, it would in, be in, so. it would be sub one thousand, but I don't think that's to you know if every country in the world is going to be truthful, that's what most yeah, right does. Yeah. I, I mean, like. I can remember watching was it you were saying Cook Islands and there was twenty seven people sitting in the grandstand in the background. So yeah, oh, yeah, um, no, that was yeah. They're, 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 listen, you you overcounted by seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> there was there wasn't anybody out there. Man. Three of them were ushers. Seriously, <laughs> half of that half of that was people who are playing a soccer game on the field behind it at the University of North Florida. So yeah, there's there's not there's not a well, lot of people at that game. But that, that, just imagine, you know, I'm trying to think about like, what it'd be like to just walk out there 20,000. Yeah. Cause I'm looking at tickets and stuff and they're, they're going quick for the, for that, for that match, which is great. Mm. The Headley stadium, you know, which is again, 20,000 people. Like it's going to be, that's fit. That's something that's going to be a, a sight to behold. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to be life changing for some of these girls too. I can see some of them becoming big celebrities out of this. Like this, as you'd imagine with Brazilians, like they're big personalities. So some of them are, are going to be wanted by companies, by teams, by fans. Um, and Their TikToks are going to blow up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> social media is going to explode. Part of our camp was sitting down and talking about social media and like listing their social accounts. And I was saying to them, like, you know, you might want to start curating what you put up there because at the moment you've got like 300 followers and when this World Cup happens, you're going to have like possibly 30,000 or something. You yeah, know? You're gonna, that's you're a, that's a, a truth, more. right? You know, you're, you're going into this big competition. You are going to be on global television. People are yeah. going to search like, oh, who's this? Oh, man. You know, a uh, perfect example is, um, oh, I just, I, I forgot name slips me right now, but uh, the London Nines, there was an American woman who played for Roots and yeah. she made five consecutive tackles. <laughs> she was five for five on the tackle count. I think she's actually like six for five, I let's say, or, or six, six that, for six. Yeah. It was, yeah, and she's, right. And like, but her social medias went like everybody was started following her and retweeting and reposting her stuff. Like that's what, that's the excitement part. Like that's the, the, these Brazilian women are going to be doing the same thing. And that has got to be like, I don't know. 
if, if I'm them, I'm, I'm excited because to know what's going to happen. And it's maybe it's the excitement of the unknown, right? Yeah. And you put that against an economic back, backdrop. Like I think one pound is worth like almost six and a half, seven re-ice in Brazil at the moment. Um, if they were able to get a contract or able oh. to get a sponsor or something from overseas, that changes them and their family's life. Like, you know, petrol here is so expensive at the moment. The cost of living is like, you know, it's a real challenge for people. So this tournament's not just about changing, you know, people's perception of Brazil as a rugby league nation, but being able to change individuals' lives at the same time. Yeah. That's super important as well. Um, you know, you said earlier you're, you're in a pool with, you got England, Canada, what's, what's England ranked right now? I, I forget what their, their ranking was. Uh, two, are they two in the world? The England women? Not sure. Jim, do you have that? Three by sense, but. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I got it somewhere anyway, but I know Canada's six. Um, and then you've got, oh, I've got it right here. Uh, Canada's and six. What, what, while, we're, while we're thinking about this, our, 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 the, the American player for, for Roots Rugby who, who performed that amazing feat of defense is Markaya Baileyus. That's right, Markaya. Yeah, Mar, Mar, Markaya yeah, underscore England. B on Twitter for everybody. <laughs> you can go follow her. Yeah, so you're, you're well, so yeah, so England's three, Papua New Guinea four like and then you've got uh, uh who, who do you play in your yeah in canada canada yeah so it's it's not not gonna be that's not an easy pool that you guys are in for sure you've and got we've the, got a warm-up you know, game against france as well so 27th of october like five days before the cup starts yeah are you playing in in england for that one or yeah, is it in we'll both do it we'll both play that as we arrive into england okay fantastic mm-hmm. um let's let's talk about some of the some of the women on the team who are some who are some of the ladies that we should be looking out for? Um, Cause your, your head coach is, is Paul Grundy, correct? Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And so he's, has the team been selected yet to start off with? So I should say that first, I don't want to give anything away. And... No, we've got, we've got a squad that we like pretty much. We know who's, who's in the team, but we don't want to give it away. Okay, yet, so, I'm, so. so I won't ask. We'll, we'll have you, we'll have you post <laughs> we'll, we'll us later. Yeah. We'll post we'll later. Like, yeah, yeah. Robert says, watch out for these ladies. Um, so, so you got the squad. So you had two training camps. Um, how many more do you guys have planned coming up? Another two. So Another two. We'll, we'll have um, those over the coming months and then big trip out to England and get it done. So are you, will you be staying, are you going back to Australia anytime soon? Or are you going to go no, stay in Brazil until the I'll World Cup? I'll stay in Brazil until after our second last camp. And then I'll go to England a bit early to organize bits and pieces that'll be, you know, just ahead of the team arriving so that everything's in place when we get there and then stay there. And then I actually fly out from England straight to Colombia for that South American championships that's happening. So oh, that's exciting. some frequent fly points. At the moment. There you go. Oh, that's, man, if there's, a, if there's a medal for service to the sport, man, you have certainly earned it. That's, uh, <laughs> that is I, think, I think people underestimate Hugo that runs the, the comp over here. Like he deserves a lot of the credit. I just do a lot of the talking. <laughs> well if somebody does a lot of talking i can't fault you for that that, that yeah, right. right exactly <laughs> very good. Yeah. Very good. um you know you you guys the, the women's team has been you guys have been all over social media you guys have been all over local media you know the, you know that's kind of the big thing that i've seen we talked a little bit about it earlier you guys have had what five you had five press conferences for the most part or five different news stations come out and talk about it. Are they from all over Brazil? Were they just from one area? What was, are they, is it just based on which camp you guys are going to? No. So um, it was, it was a big mix actually. We had, so it's, it's probably the same as America. We had syndicated channels 
So, yep. mm-hmm. you know, they, they send a local rep out, but then that would get replicated in other states right. or nationwide, right. just depending on how the news cycle was. But, um, yeah, it was really pleasing. And, um, you know, a lot of I've, I've worked in the media for, you know, like several years beforehand. And a lot of the times you'll get sort of gang presses where everyone gets the same feed, but we actually, all the, all the TV stations waited one in a row and they all got a unique <laughs> interview with the coach and oh, with the players. Wow, that's and even better. It was really good. Yeah. Well done. Um, that's and, amazing. And there's, yeah. Two, two local women um, who are actually in our world cup squad, Margarich Weiss um, and Natalia Momberg, they organized a lot of that. So they're not only players, but they're the media is media yeah, yeah. liaison as well. <laughs> <laughs> We could use some of that over here. We will have to ask. We'll have to have yeah. them on and ask them some questions. We can, use can, can we pull them into our into the I U.S.? Was say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they know anybody? Else? Uh, I, I think at the moment sorry. that Globo in Brazil is is possibly the most watched American channel, like through the whole Americas. Um, what's it, what's the channel? Globo. Globo. Yeah. Globo is really big. Yeah, so I think there's one American channel that's close to it, but people were saying that it's got more more viewers than than anywhere else. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was it on any? Uh, did you guys have any of like the major sports channels? I don't know if it has like ESPN Brazil or anything like that. Is there? A, or is no, that the global? Uh, no, so about? yeah, there's there's like ESPN, um, Fox Sports, Red Bull Sports. Um, we've had a little bit of luck with those guys being interested before they felt they they covered when the 2019 the. The pre-World Cup tour came with the trophy here. Yeah. Um, they covered that, but they didn't sort of cover this latest stuff. But now that we've heard about this deal with Fox Sports happening in Australia, I'm really curious to see what the pay TV situation or free-to-air situation in Brazil for the World Cup is going to be because that is going to make a huge difference to the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And if you guys get it and we don't... I'm going to be a little annoyed. Yeah. I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not going to be surprised, but I'm going to be a little annoyed. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I'll go with you. That, that works yeah, out for me. Go. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, um, I don't, Jim, do you have any other? Yeah, I feel like I've, just, I, I, I feel like I've been asking questions left, right, and center you, here. You've been on a roll, man. I didn't want to stop you. That's, that was, you were, you were, you were kicking ass. <laughs> I'm making uh, up for last time. <laughs> hey, there you go. Uh, I, I do have one, I do have one question. Well, I don't even have a question, but while we got you here, um, in the future, do you think that there's, I mean, I, I would love to see a, a unified, you know, just like in soccer, I'd like to see this, but you know, I'd like to see a, a unified America's championship. Like, is, is there, do you think maybe four or five years down the line that you, you, you know, that the either men's or women's could come up and play in the, you know, Jamaica, U S Canada. Yeah, you, you mean like a club team or a national team? No, yeah. no, like the yeah. national team. National. No, yeah. Like yeah. the national, I'm sorry. I should have specified the, the, the national team. No, I think we've kind of got that at the moment. So like from the South American championships, they'll, take up the winning team to then play the North American teams. So I think okay, so it's confirmed. Okay. I yeah, didn't know so if that was confirmed or not. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, that's a hundred percent. If, it's, if so. it's not, Robert Bergen is confirming right now on yeah. this episode. That it will <laughs> that was, you know, that We're going to hold I, you to it. I, I was curious. That's why I'm asking. That's, that's, yeah. I was curious. And, and then I think what, what do we would more likely see is probably in the future, there's more teams to add from South America. So from this, we've oh, learned yeah. There's probably eight women who are Venezuelan living in Brazil who are almost on that edge of being good enough for national selection. So a couple more of them and you've got a Venezuelan squad ready to go. Like, so in the future, we're probably going to have, you know, not next world cup or the world cup after, but you know, 
probably a direct qualifier from South America and a direct qualifier from North America rather than having right. to spend forty thousand dollars to send people to America. So yeah, yeah right. forty thousand dollars can do a lot of things here. We're, we're, yeah, we're much better spent. Right, much better spent yeah. in South America. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's okay. Awesome. Robert, any any parting thoughts? That anything you'd like to put out there for people? That While everybody's they, uh, listening. The Johnny Appleseed of Latin America Rugby League. <laughs> I think to just to as you've followed Urutao, if everyone can uh, adopt a favorite team in Brazil, whether it's the the men's or the women's comp, I think the guys and the, the girls here get such a kick out of knowing that they're accepted part of the community. I think for the first, you know, Latin Heat, Latin American Rugby League that started ten years ago to get to this stage, now everyone's starting to feel like they're part of the community. It wasn't always that way. Like a lot of years there, people felt like they didn't believe that games were happening here or that we wouldn't be invited to events like a World Cup or like an Emerging Nations. So, yeah, really we're just we're thankful to the new direction that the IRL's taken, to the the open mind that um, International Rugby League fans have and, and your podcast is one of those things that encourages that. So I think we've seen a real shift in the last five years of how eclectic Rugby League is becoming. Um, and let's just keep that going. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, tell, tell, couldn't couldn't tell, be said better. Absolutely. No, tell tell them that at least from Dustin and I, we love them all. I mean, he loves yeah. Urutau a little bit more than everyone else, but absolutely, <laughs> 100%. You know how I picked Urutau as my favorite team, Jim? I have no idea. Well, the kits were awesome. And saying the, the name Urutau is amazing. It's fun to say. It's it fun is to say. fun to say. Right, and now, and now you know they have an awesome logo, and it's now it's I gotta the, go find this owl. It's a, I think it's out. a. Am I not mis- I think it's the putu. I don't know how to say this. It's p o o t o o. It's like a yeah, bird yeah, with yeah. It's a bird with big eyes. They also call it the putu, yes, as well. Yeah, I saw right, one. Of those, so ironically, nice. ironically, I saw one of those at the uh, at the zoo in Sydney, uh, <laughs> uh, Taronga. So it looks a lot like a, a tawny, a frogmouth owl in Australia, uh, but maybe it's not that's exactly the same, but they're very, very similar. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't see, I saw, I saw a very similar bird anyway. at the Taronga Zoo. So I know. Go, go follow Meninga. Uh, go Everybody, follow Melina. I will, I, will follow have a, I will have a Brazilian team by the next episode. I promise you. There, there we go. I'm, I'm going to go do I'll my research. I'll hold you to that I, too. I, so. I, you know it, man. Come on. I will, I will do my research. <laughs> It's a, your 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 uh, your your uh, valley valley wolves. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna find my I'm gonna find my Brazilian valley wolves. Yeah, there you go. That's all. <laughs> well, you know, it's Robert. It's a pleasure having you come on. We, no, we thank really you so much, do, man. We really do uh, you know love all the stuff that you've given to us. This you is- know, obviously Headley Stadium, November first. For those everywhere else but America right now, apparently, <laughs> um, you can watch the we'll women's. We'll find a way. You can watch the Women's World Cup, um, which in England, which will be exciting. Um, you know, all the great things coming up in uh, another two weeks, or I guess be a week from this week, from this coming weekend. So it'll be the when this podcast comes out this weekend, because <laughs> it comes out on Monday. Right, yeah. um, you, you'll you'll have you know the the next the penultimate round of the uh, the men's competition in Brazil, and then uh, you know. Hopefully, some court, what would then be pretty much a grand final match between Sao Paulo and Urutau, um, which will be exciting too. That's so awesome for all your uh, your fans and followers around the world that are caught in that situation where rugby league refuses to telecast it itself at a reasonable, accessible price. Um, you always do have the option of just 
maybe uh, having a Zoom meeting with a friend who might share their screen <laughs> at that time. Or, or Jim, we could just have a Zoom meeting with somebody who will probably be on the field at, at that particular we time. Could. We could. Yeah. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're, we're, we'll, we'll, listen, we'll work. We'll work something out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, Robert, we we'll, really appreciate. We'll, we'll it. offer him some money later. There you go. Cheers, yeah. <laughs> guys. Um, thank you. Pr- appreciate the time. Um, yes. Feel free. No, thank you, know, you so much, keep Robert. Us date, keep us up to date on everything that's going on um, with everything around uh, around Brazil, around Latin America, and you know we, we wish you guys nothing but the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheers. Right. Much appreciated. Uh, yep. Jim and I'll be right back to close this out. was a lot of fun that was pretty awesome that was a lot, that was, a lot of fun do you feel it's, better it's, now you got to do your own interview i do we are back on even terms there you go. All right. we're here you were here i'm here <laughs> I, you were on a roll bro i'm not gonna stop you that's that's listen i i, I learned, I'm, ex- you know, I, I'm excited about brazilian rugby league what can i say i know that's what your thing that's, that's, it, that's your thing i know it's it's listen, i mean it, it now now i have to not i'm not happy but it's going to be my thing too now i'm gonna next next episode Next episode, I'm going to have my own team. It's, We're going to- for me, it's the organization part of it. It's the things that they're doing. It's the fact that I can go on social media and see every one of the teams working oh, in youth up- rugby. It's that it's, they update it. <laughs> they, up, they update it regularly. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but, but, there's, but there's so much There's so much great stuff going on it's, there. And that's, you know, honestly, plus, that's why I do Brazil, Brazil is just a cool country, you know, man. Brazil, Everything man. from Brazil is cool. I mean, coming from the soccer world, you know, Brazil, you look at Brazil as like, you know, like one of the one of the homelands and, and to see a sport that I love that I also love, you know, planting its feet and in uh, its roots with the with the help of, uh, of Robert Johnny Appleseed there. Uh, you know, that's, I'm just going to keep saying that. I'm going to keep saying this until League Tease guy. I know you listen, League Tease guy. We yeah, need right. a Johnny Appleseed, Robert Berger t-shirt. I'm going to I'm going to say this until there's a t-shirt. I can make but this it, happen. I think I'm telling you, it's 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 awesome to see it plant its roots in a great country like Brazil who loves sports. They love sports. They play everything else. I mean, mine is, you know, it'd be great yeah. to get them. in. But it's a super athletic country. It's a country full of great athletes. I mean, to get them involved. And in great rugby. people, too. And great Actually, people. I, it's there. awesome. No, and, and I was telling Robert off mic, you know, we have a lot of uh, Brazilians who live here in Massachusetts. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to do what I can to spread the word up here. Uh, yeah. uh, get get them involved and, 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 and interested and and hopefully that'll that can that can then flow back into rugby league here in America. Yeah. Uh, that would be nice. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a country like America. You know, they've they've got a major sport that's not that's not rugby league. So it's it's yeah. it's a it's a similar it's a similar kind of it's a huge country. They've got the same logistical problems we do. Uh probably yeah. more logistical problems because you know most of the country is the Amazon. You know, they've got <laughs> a little, little bit more logistical problems than we do. But yeah. you know, it's a massive country with massive distances and and trying to put it all together. I mean, I, I think anybody that's been involved, interested, you know, at, at least interested in American rugby league o- over the last 15, 20 years can can appreciate the struggles sure. that, that Robert is describing. And and you know, I feel a lot of of kinship with with the Brazilians in 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 getting into this because I don't feel like, you know, Americans and I think our Canadian friends would agree with us. You know, I, I don't feel like we were thought of as part of the family, and and yeah. and now we definitely, you know, I, I feel like we're we're becoming part of the family. I, I think with the current track of Brazil, 
um, with rugby league and the growth that they're having and the fact that they're playing, you know, matches and stuff, uh, you know, I'm probably going to make people mad, but if things continue on this same track, I don't, I, I, I don't see it out of the realm of possibility that Brazil passes the United States. Oh, dude, they're, they're like, in, they're in the, like in the next two years. They're if like, not, six, if not sooner. they're like six weeks away from doing that, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a when it, 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 I mean, it's not an, if it's, we, we it's got, a when, we have work to do in the United States, but we do. That doesn't, well, I mean, doesn't it's take away good, from the good work that they're no, doing. Down in Brazil. No, and in, 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 it's a it's a good model to use. It's a good yeah. it's a it's a good uh, uh, it should be an inspiration. It should be a challenge. It's a it's a there, yeah. it's a good it's a good thing to look up to and 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 to and to uh, and to be challenged by. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, uh, one last thing that I have here is. I have this this anticipation and and kind of what I'm thinking is going to happen with the Women's World Cup because Brazil is the lowest ranked team and they are in a very tough, uh, tough pool to get out of. uh, I have a feeling that all the teams that are that Brazil's playing against, like all the fans that aren't fans of England or fans of Papua New Guinea or fans of Canada, are going to get on board. Be rooting for Brazil. Like everybody, I want to be like people dancing and you know, doing a samba in the streets and like hundred percent. No, they, everybody, you're going to be in England where people love Brazil anyway, because of, you know, they, they kick of, off the world cup. Like how exciting is that to get the oh, first dude. match of the world cup? Like, oh, it's going to be massive. It's, 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 20,000 people just like I said, massive. Imagine. If, and I think if, it would be awesome if Brazil if, pulled off the win, the first match, forget it. shut your face. Yeah, it's end it right now. Give, give them the give them the title. It's over. Let's go. If I owned if I owned a <laughs> store anywhere in that area, I'd be stocking up on my Brazilian flags <laughs> now. Absolutely, those are going to sell out. Or they'll progress them. They're going to sell out in thirty <laughs> seconds, man. They're going to sell Good out job, in Portuguese today, Jim. I'm just a fl- I, I'm a flag nerd. I I, I own a Brazilian flag. I own about five hundred flags, and and I just know what the flag says. So uh, that's, well, it's, it's uh, a vexillologist. I'm away a vexillologist. Yes, that's right. So uh, if you come to rugby league, you stay for the big words. Come for the big, yes. If you stay for the rugby league, I'm, try, I'm trying to use that northeastern education. There you um, go. What an episode, man! Another good one hey. for us. Woo! Awesome. Love it. Again, huge thanks to Robert Bergen for for this is the, the he's the he's the distance champion of appearing on the show so far. So far, <laughs> that's Furth- definitely far, furthest furthest part away. I think that's the Brazilian close to the United States, by the way. That's a long ass flight. So that's you're still looking at flight, ten hours or so from Miami. I yeah. think is what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, really appreciate him, Jim. As always, appreciate hey, you coming on. Hey, Great. Jim, if people want to yell at you, or which they if they do. want to be, which they no, do. They're really kind too. If people want to be really kind and talk to you about all the lovely things that go on in rugby league. <laughs> all, can all they reach lies. you? They can reach me on uh, bereft of the dial, all one word, on Twitter. What about yeah. you, Dustin? If someone well, wants to uh, block you, where would they find they have? you? Which they have? Bl- no one's blocked me in in three weeks, so I haven't pissed that many people off oh, this wow, week. So unfortunately, so so, we haven't had to flip uh, over the counter. Oh man, I gotta. No, I haven't, I haven't right. done it yet. Uh, that's man uh, with a mic. Uh, put a little underscore underneath those words because you know you can't have spaces on Twitter. So, but you can follow the podcast at podcast RLA on Instagram or RLA pod. No, sorry, other way around. RLA podcast on Instagram and podcast RLA on Twitter. Uh, Another great episode, episode 208 here uh, with my man, Jim, my, uh, my Dr. Watson over there. Uh, <laughs> now I'm going to start smoking a pipe. There you go, man. Uh, special thanks again to Robert Bergen. Uh, special thanks to Wildcom for sponsoring us today. And remember, yes, big thanks. You go to Wildcom, wild-com.com, and we'll post it in the socials. League 20, we're going to get 
get all money that we get um, from everybody who buys uh, some of the some of the CBD oil. We will send down to uh, just right now. We'll just pretty much call it Brazilian rugby youth rugby league growth. So because that's what we want to do. So we'll, work, we'll spread it everywhere else around around the Americas. Because Jim, this is rugby league a podcast about rugby league in America. Thank you all for listening. We, we appreciate it. This has been Rugby League in America.